Are you ready, Christine? Ready as I'll ever be. Are you ready, Ma? Yes, I am. Let's go, cheerio, what, what, not, not. Let's go to London. We are <laughs> doing... Crikey's is Australian, but hey, Commonwealth, so crikey's. Was it, uh, I did Australian? No, I did. Oh, you know. okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> We're doing the 2006 film, The Queen. In the wake of Princess Diana's tragic death, mm. the prime minister and royal family are at odds. Mm. The initial reluctance of the royal family to mourn Diana is seen by the public as a sign of cool, emotional distance. Tony Blair sees a public relations disaster if the queen doesn't pay tribute to the people's princess. 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 Oh. Are we to the particulars? Have you fallen asleep already? I might have. I gotta I was, say, I'm gonna I was, tell you right now, if you don't care about the royals, you don't need to watch. It's true. Listen it's to this, true. maybe. And yet, yeah. I've seen this movie twice, Ma. So, I... I don't even know. I don't go... Well, I guess I'll share my final thoughts at the end. Mm -hmm. You can share your thoughts throughout, my dear. I guess I just didn't get the point of the movie. Ah, Will said, well, that's what we're here for. Why did you, why, like, why make this? Okay, because it- Why does it matter? I'll tell you, it it doesn't matter. Except for it did confirm that I didn't like, I'm afraid to say it out loud. You're allowed. You're allowed. This is a safe place. It confirmed my feelings about the queen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Understood. That is understood. <clears throat> you will, listeners of this podcast, you will hear this. I feel like this is a this is a good it's a good exercise in that if you are listening to me in this podcast, you will hear what it is like for someone to hold two opposite and opposing views at the exact same time. Because my mother, big big into the royals, but Team Diana. Huge, right, Ma? Yes. I mean, well, I guess you can talk about your thing. I know. I just know as a kid, I heard a lot about Diana. When you and your sister got together, you talk about all of the Fergie and all of the whatnot going on. Fergie. That was big. Oh, yeah. Like that was... my, my London Bridge go down? They are original Fergie, as I know. OG Fergie, Sarah Ferguson, of the first, the first wife of Andrew. I know a lot about the royals, Ma. Like, yeah, you do. I mean, through osmosis. You were a baby, and we had to go to the officers' club in Zweibrücken to be able to watch the wedding. Yeah. So I. I know a lot about the Royals, didn't really care, then watched the Got Into the Crown and then Mm -hmm. saw old pictures of the Queen, Queen Elizabeth, and was flabbergasted because she looked exactly like my grandmother. And then watching the Crown and then watching the Queen, then I did the same thing that Tony Blair did Mm -hmm. and that... She really reminded me, and by then my grandmother had passed away. So she really then became like 
oh, wow, she really reminds me of my grandmother. And for other reasons we'll get into when we get into casting, that kind of stuff. So I, if, I understand how people, there will be people who don't have, like, the grandmother vibe of her, but in her, like, just in her mannerisms and how she loved to walk and how she was a very German-looking woman and she had blue eyes. Like, there is a lot that you check down the list and it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm, it's like I'm watching my grandmother. So I do, in that way, have an affection for the queen. At the same time, she represents <laughs> a Co colonizers, the colonizers, the man, the enemy. And I understand that there will be people who they don't have a grandmother who had uh, German features and and blue eyes. I'm sorry. I just am hearing her. she represents the colonizers uh, to the tune of we represent the lollipop guild. <laughs> we, we represent the colonizers. The colonizers. <laughs> By the way, new drinking game for this oh, episode. Oh, shit. I got to take like four. Yeah. Every yeah, time you hear colonizer, take a sip. Sip. Because otherwise we're going to be blasted. Uh, so anyway, that just sets up to let us know where we have all of the bases covered. We have a mod, well, the official. I'm in the middle. And, and we I'm have a not care. Mm -hmm. like, right. I did have the Princess Diana Beanie Baby Do in a case. Do you still have it? I'm sure. Unless my mom sold it, which... If she sold it, okay. Well, she might wouldn't have sold it. She would have given it to, like, the church or something, which even worse. At least make some money off oh, of it. Yeah. But oh. I had her in a case because that fish is going to be worth some money someday. Uh -huh. um, and then I just, like, I've always tried it sounds like some real housewives oh, drama it is but even then i like i watched new if it's not real housewives new york i'm not into it mm -hmm. and yeah, i is, even i tried to watch the crown when it was when everybody was like you gotta watch the crown bored out of my mind bored out of my mind and then you know we said we were gonna do this movie and we knew we couldn't do it for like two weeks i listened to one, two, three, four, five, wow. six, seven, eight and a half episodes of a podcast, which I recommend called Dynasty, or as Ooh. they say it, Dynasty. 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 By Vanity Fair. Oh, nice. And they did a really good job of like talking about. Well, breaking it know. down. They did a pretty good yeah. job of breaking it down and talked about Prince Harry. Like one of the episodes is Prince Harry's struggle for independence. All oh, this, mm. you know. Oh, it's fascinating. But even then, yeah, I still can't retain the information. Oh my god. Yeah, it's just it's. It, I in many ways like envy that of that like detachment. But I got I got hooked in and now I'm like I'm I'm in it. But but I also it's. I'm also glad because it is, there's so much historical context. And if you, it really makes what's happening in the world now. It, that's why her life is so crazy. Yes. Because if you look at the span of it and what she went through and what she represents, it's one of those things where all these things can be true. It can be Lizzie's dead in a box if you're Irish and I respect. And it can also be like, oh, 
she wow what a fascinating historical woman and the life that she lived and we'll get into it we'll get into it all right so where are we are we at the particulars particulars please all right so this film the queen it premiered in venice september 2nd 2006 and it premiered in the uk on september 15th 2006 oh the anniversary just passed Yes, it did. So a lot of things in September. Because remember, Diana died at the end of August. And, you know, the queen died at the beginning of September. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. director is, is Stephen Frears, who also did My Beautiful Laundriette, Dangerous Liaisons. Oh. A very English scandal. and. He also is upcoming in 2022. It says The Lost King. Um, he kind of specializes in these historical uh, biopics, historical kind of things, where they take real things that happened and dramatize them. Realistic this, fiction. Thank you. The screenplay is by... Which, by the, the way, I can't watch, wait to watch the Dahmer one. Oh, I started it. Oh, I Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The screenplay can watch. You can't watch the Queen. <laughs> Not enough murder. Not yeah. enough like. Well, oh. there was a. It was too <laughs> much. Uh, yeah, she murdered like millions of people, kind of. But. Yeah. Not enough slight cutting up body parts. And stuff. Oh, Henry mm. the Eighth. <laughs> oh. Do we not remember that? Oh, lots of. I body. do know the song. Um. So Peter Morgan. Who also wrote Frost Nixon, The Last King of Scotland, Rush. And he's probably most famous because he is the showrunner for The Crown since 2016. Oh. Nerd alert. Wait, so this came out before The Crown? Yes. Yes. The Crown started in 2016. Yeah. Nerd alert. In real life, from 1997 to 2014, he was married to Princess Anna Carolina von Schwarzenberg, who was of German and Czech nobility. You don't say. Mm-hmm. He is also a CBE, which is the commander of the Order of the British Empire. So oh. I believe he probably has had at least an audience with the her royal Majesty. I was don't know he, the proper terms. Was he Sir some Sir somebody? No, I don't think oh, CBE okay. gives you a, a Sir. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um. So this guy has got his bona fides. He's gonna go on to. He's he's like, yo, I'm gonna make a lot of money. I got a lot of stories to tell. Mm-hmm. Edited by Lucia Zucchetti, who also did Longtime Dead, The Deal, and The Merchant of Venice. The music is by Alexandra Desplat, who, man, this guy has done so many things. The King's Speech, which is a film that I recommend because it is about Queen Elizabeth's father mm-hmm. and how he had to give a speech. And he was never supposed to be the king. We'll get into that. The last two Harry Potter films. He did a ton of Wes Anderson films, including... Uh-huh. One of my personal favorites, The Fantastic Mr. Fox. He also did The French Dispatch. So many others. And the upcoming Barbie film. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, The director of photography is Afonso Beto, who also did 
Great Balls of Fire, All About My Mother, and Ghost World. Thank you, Mac. Is that Mac or Tom? I'm sorry. Mac is like really. <laughs> Mac, stop it. Drink. You can't hear me. Mm-hmm. He's just like licking the bed and mm-hmm. then coughing Coffee. it all up. This is fine. Let him do what he wants to do. He's a sweet little guy. He is. Starring as Queen Elizabeth II, Dame Helen Mirren. Yes. Now, did she look like her at all? Yes. We, okay. She 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 did. She resembled her. She okay. did. She's taller and she didn't look like old her. Sexier. <laughs> okay. Like, she uh, didn't have the queen's or my mother's nose. No, she did not. She it was a very Hollywoodization of the queen. It was. Because like Helen Mirren is, she is she just that that lady just has sex appeal. Doesn't matter how old she is. That's why I I, I love her. Dare I say, American treasure? Yes, because she is a United States citizen as of 2017, and she voted in the 2020 election, first time voting. So wow. do we know for who? I'm gonna go out on a limb. And I'm gonna say Biden. Just okay. I seriously hope it was Biden. But it could be anything. I just based on interviews and, and things that oh, I've okay. read. Mm-hmm. Um, Ma, did you know that she was in White Knights? Yes. Which I'm surprised you haven't done that yet. The Mikhail Baryshnikov Gregory Hines film that we had a VHS copy of because Ma, this was around the time when Ma was into Princess Diana and Mikhail Baryshnikov. Yes. <laughs> Very hot and heavy. Got to see him on stage at the Kennedy Center. Also, somehow that just triggered a brainwave in me to make me realize that it's my pick next week. So thank mm-hmm. you. Okay, no. well, she's out and for about out. 15 minutes. <laughs> no, I, I decided it. Oh. Yeah. Um, she was also she's gonna in... Pay me back. She's going to the... She was also in The Long Friday, The Cook, The Thief, His Wife, and Her Lover, and Prime Suspect. Yes. Yes. Nerd Alert. Yes. Nerd Alert. She is the only performer, male or female, to have secured the Triple Crown of Acting Awards. The only one. Yes. And not only did she do it. I'll tell you, these are the Triple Crown, but she did the Triple Crown in America and in the UK. Separately? So she's she's won six o- o- awards and it's okay. So the Triple Crown, you have the Academy Awards, which is of course US, the British Academy Awards. Check check, she won them both for this film. Great. She Good got job. a Tony Award and the British equivalent, the Lawrence Olivier Award for d- her What'd stage. She, do? she was oh, awesome in a too. stage thing. It was a play and she was great oh. in it. Then you have the British Academy Television Awards and then the U.S., the Primetime Emmys. And she won all those for Prime Suspect. So she's the only... Good job. Yeah, yeah. Bonafides, 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 bonafides. She's also famously never had children. And she's like, hey, some people just aren't meant (laughs) to raise kids. And love that. She's also very... uh, a naturalist 
which maybe you could read as a nudist. She loves going to beaches where people are wearing clothes. So into that. Boom, boom, boom. All right. Michael Sheen as Tony Blair. Hmm. He's he also been in other things, right? Oh, he's been in so many things. He was in, he played Tony Blair in 2003 in a thing called The Deal, mm. which Stephen Frears also did. Then he was also in Frost Nixon. He was in Masters of Sex. He's been in The Good Fight, which yes, uh, one of my personal favorites. And then he was also in The Prodigal Son. Show. He's been in so many TV shows, so, so many films. He just pops up. He's there. And it's always a great time. Prodigal um, Son was about a serial killer. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was, it was very short-lived, but it was good. It was. I think I saw that. Yeah, I think we watched that. Nerd alert. So he was given an OBE. And in 2017 in order to, quote, avoid being a hypocrite after he gave a speech citing, quote, past wrongs committed by England, because he's Welsh himself, um, to, quote, fracture us, control us, subdue us, the us being Wales. Um, he gave back his OBE. Now, here's, here's just how the firm works, which is a.k.a. what they call, like, the monarchy, is that, okay, you can renounce it, but individuals who voluntarily renounce an honor continue to legally hold it unless it is annulled by the queen or now the king. So, haha, LOL. <laughs> you can return it, but it isn't really returned unless I say it's returned. Yeah. OBE, uh, Order of the British Empire. Mm-hmm. So he said in regards to the Prince of Wales title, quote, don't necessarily just because of habit and without thinking just carry on that tradition that was started as a humiliation to our country. That's what it was. It was a humiliation. Why not change that when we come to this moment where inevitably things will change anyway? So he wants to get rid of the whole Prince of Wales title because he was like, that was done as a humiliation to Wales. Oh man, you can tell things are things are heating up. <laughs> oh man. Next we have James Cromwell, who played Prince Philip, Duke of Edinburgh. Did you know James Cromwell's American? Yeah. He was in the, the pig movie. Yeah, he was in Babe and yeah. LA Confidential and Six Feet Under. I had no idea. And then I knew that he was about that life and how he got into that life, meaning that activist life, is that Nerd Alert, he played high school football with civil rights activist Mickey Schwarner, who Mickey was killed by the KKK in Mississippi um, when he was down there trying to, you know, do civil rights things in the having black people be treated equally and stuff. And Mickey was a white guy that was like, yo, he, Mickey put his, literally laid his life down and was killed by the KKK doing that work in Mississippi. And since he played high school football, James Cromwell got involved with the civil rights movement. Um, so much so he was a member of the committee to defend the Panthers. 
and he defended 13 members of the imprisoned Black Panthers in New York. So James Cromwell, about that life. James wow. Cromwell done more for the Black Panthers than I have. That's for damn sure. He's also huge into animal rights. And recently, you may have heard him because he was in the news when he superglued his hands to a Manhattan Starbucks to protest surcharges of plant-based milks. So again, James Cromwell, along with Susan Sarandon, in the about that life category. Give me my almond milk. And don't upcharge me. And I mean, can we talk about what a movie Babe was? I've never seen it. Might need to make a change. <laughs> yeah. We we have if we do babe pig in the big city next <laughs> week, it's Aaron's fault, not mine. <laughs> Would it be wrong if I'm just like, and I have this bacon, egg, and cheese? <laughs> I think I think that's why I never saw it. I was like, but I really like bacon. I don't want to see babe. They are pushing any agenda on you. He's just a happy pig. I know, but I know where bacon comes from. <laughs> he came from a babe. We have Helen McCory as Sherry Blair. We did. Mm-hmm. She we was just recently lost her. I know, last year. She was Narcissa Malfoy in the Harry Potter films. Mm. She was also in Skyfall and I knew her best as Polly in Peaky Blinders. And Oh, so good. I think it was 2000. I think it was last year. She died of breast cancer. Mm-hmm. Sad. Alex Jennings as Charles, Prince of Wales. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. King Charles the third. Yeah, give some respect. Or My don't. bad. Uh, you know, this guy, when I saw him, I was like, wait a second. Why, why is he Charles? Because in the crown, he yes. played Edward the Eighth. Yes. And Edward the Eighth was the was Queen Elizabeth's uncle, and he was the firstborn son, and he was supposed to be the queen. See, Queen Elizabeth was never supposed to be the queen. She, yeah. her brother was they they call it the heir and the spare, and her brother or her, her father, father was the spare, and so it was kind of like they you know. I'm something about that and something I listened to. Yeah, that that's what that's one of the fundamental reasons why Queen Elizabeth fascinates me so much is because unlike most royals, 99% of them, as soon as they're born, they're in line, you're going to be the king, you're going to be the queen. But she got to live a big chunk of her childhood not with that pressure at all of just being a nice aristocratic young lady and not having any of that pressure put on her and then this guy her uncle decides he's gonna marry an american divorcee (laughs) one history repeat history echoing itself and he gives up the crown and the father has to take it over and when he takes it over that's we do a lot of movies based in that time shit is hitting the fan in europe and i will add Thank God that motherfucker gave up the crown because he was a Nazi sympathizer. Yes, he was. Yeah, so the world could have been a very different place. But anyways, this Alex Jennings guy, he's playing Charles in this film, and in The Crown, he's playing Edward VIII. So my mind was just confused by that. I didn't... 
I didn't like the choice of him as Charles. He seemed very um, like likable in a way that I don't think Charles is. And uh, yeah, that just it just he, wasn't. A oh, choice. I watched. I also I did a lot of research. Retained barely anything. Mm. I watched another good documentary. I paid for it even. What? Called. Oh, it's about Princess Diana. Best Princess Diana documentary. That's how I found it. Called Diana or something like that. <laughs> Charles and Diana, 1983. Mm. I enjoyed that. Um, and I can tell you what, don't like Charles. Yeah. He's not likable. Absolutely unlikable. Yeah, that's, that's kind of the- I'm team Diana. Yeah, this is very strong team, Diana. Okay, so anyway, this guy who's in a... Frick. Yeah, Sorry. very English scandal and bell. So those are my particulars. Hmm. Uneasy lies the head that wears the crown hmm. is a quote from Henry the Fourth, And um, there yeah, are a lot that. of Henrys, huh? Lots oh, of they Henry. got so many different names, these motherfuckers. This film begins with Tony Blair becoming the youngest prime minister. He was a modernizer. It is May 2nd, 1997. Tony Blair is set to meet the queen. He and his wife are being briefed on protocol to be strictly followed. She reminds, um, the queen reminds Tony, he is her 10th prime minister. Her first was Winston Churchill. You know, just a little bit of turning the knife. There was lots of Diana shaming. Um, then it's August 30th, 1997, and the queen is informed of Diana's death. Protocols say it is a private time of mourning, not a public one. Because... All, oh, go ahead, Ma. Diana is not a royal oh. anymore hrh <clears throat> so charles and tony understand the public want to see the royal family giving diana respect but the stiff upper lip of the established establishment won't budge what could possibly go wronger oh my gosh because this is a time when so they had been they had gotten divorced which that had taken forever because right. my whole existence of their marriage, I was like, these two, like, even as a little kid, I was like, why are these two married? <laughs> like, they, this seems like it doesn't, uh, he's still in love with this woman who he was never able to marry because of all, of, like, the pomp and circumstances above it. So he had to marry this woman that he wasn't really into, while this other woman that he really was into. And then she was just who she was, which was fantastic for the youth and the culture and stuff. But as far as the firm was concerned, they're just like, she's like just a hothead out here. We can't control her. Oh my gosh. So then they were fine. They weren't, they weren't, weren't they against the divorce? They're like, no, you have to stay married. Cause we no don't do one divorces. Got, you did. Yeah. If you were in line for the throne, because princess Margaret, Elizabeth's sister got divorced. Mm -hmm. It was fair. It, was, it yeah. was shameful, but it wasn't. Uh, but you're it, allowed it to happen, right? Because that's the whole. That's part of the 
the fucked upness about the monarchy is that when you're the firstborn, your life is taken from you as soon as you're mm-hmm. born and you're the heir. And so everything goes to that. And then everybody else is kind of treated as the spare. If you're the, the siblings until the heir produces another heir, then you're kind of like, well, we don't need you because you're out of the line. And when you're the heir, everything goes towards treating you to take over. And by training you, that doesn't mean like you get a whole great education. It's the opposite. You're only told what you need to know so that you can fulfill these specific duties to keep this whole centuries-long thing machine in place. So they don't really want you asking too many questions. They don't really want you having free will. They want you to be very specific and know your duty. And that was the... You've been hearing about this when she passed away, about how she was basically like, I will put duty and serve my country, whether it be a long or a short life. She didn't say nothing about her kids or her family in that. Mm-hmm. It was, you're the it was sovereign. All the crown. It all goes to the crown. It all goes to the crown, to you being the sovereign. You give up everything, and this is your thing. Because, and then they put it in, they put in the whole God angle. And it's like because you've been ordained by God and you are this thing. And that's why, like, the Church of England, who's the head of the Church of England? The sovereign, the crown. They don't, like it, they don't have the pope or anything. They And that has to do with Henry VIII because he wanted mm-hmm. to keep marrying people. And the Catholic like, like, Church said, you can't do so that. Yeah. And he was like, I'm the fucking king. I'm in charge of the church now. It has been ordained by God. And so that then... That's the Kool-Aid that you drink when you're the firstborn. But that's why Elizabeth was so crazy, because when she was born, she wasn't given that Kool-Aid. She got to go and live life and, and like, I mean, it wasn't like she was living a normal everyday life, but she wasn't in that silo of, like, you're the heir and you're this is what you have to do. Like, basically what she had to do to Prince uh, Charles, because he was... Like, your, your life is just taken from you, and it's no longer yours. You asked, why did Charles not marry the, the love of his life? Because you do realize in 1982, when they got married, it was 82 or 81, maybe 81, <clears throat> he had to marry a virgin. And she couldn't just say, oh, I'm a virgin. She had to be examined. She had to pass the test. And she only ever got to sleep with him? No, but well, that's no. that's part of the latest I mean, story. some people, yeah, some people say, mm-hmm. take a look at Harry. <laughs> I just have to say that that was part of, Charles and Diana, that's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they, that documentary is good because they showed a lot of clips of them. Mm-hmm. And there was one news segment or whatever they're being interviewed and they were like something about your being this is probably common knowledge i've never seen it before something about well are you in love and she was like oh yeah we're in love and he was just and this dick said oh well you know it depends on what love means to you and she shot him a look that was their engagement interview and then when she was talking about like interview later on i guess after the divorce and she was like if you look at my wedding day 
when I'm walking down the aisle, you could just see me looking back and forth because I was looking for her. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't know. I'm gonna be honest. Until last week, I thought they were still married when she died. Uh, I have no idea. That's how far removed yeah. I is. It was this whole thing because they just still called her princess. She ain't a princess no more. Yeah, but that's the whole thing Once that's a going princess, on with always it. A princess. Yeah, but and the title. Yeah, yeah, the title, it, but not royal. Because uh. that's the whole thing that's going on with Harry's kids now and stuff. It's, and the thing about it is that as far as far as me like being a little kid that I didn't that now I am recognizing is how young Diana was. Oh, she was nineteen. Yeah, yeah she crazy. was super young, she... and he was and like Charles was a lot older. And not, I know, like, it's so easy to pile on Charles and, and, like, I have my things, but to put on my empathy glasses and stuff, it's not like he had a super nurturing upbringing no, no. or yeah, anything no, that's how like they're that. All yeah, exactly. You, know, so, you kind of uh, don't stand a chance. Exactly. Right. So, right. so that's what's leading up to that. And because Diana was young and she was a princess, so she was going to be the queen. And you throw in, like, just how horrible the British tabloids are and just hounding her. Continue so to be. And continue to be. And so you put all of that in and they weren't together and then she's out with <gasps> a brown man, you know, yeah. you know, gallivanting around. Ooh. Yeah, oh. Dodie Fayed. Oh yeah. That is, but... He was the, the man that died with her. Yeah. yeah, and he's he's like from money. Wow. I didn't things. get to that part, and uh, yeah. I didn't get to that part of the book. So that's, there's still conspiracy theories that oh, they were so killed. Many. Yes. They, oh, yeah. yeah. I mm-hmm. almost went down that rabbit hole. Okay, so where are we? We're at POC. I have no count, idea. Right? We are at POC and cast, and I, I'm, I'm going to... Okay. Uh, okay. I have... There was a black man who was the royal painter... Yeah, I have. There's a black woman who is Tony Blair's assistant, mm-hmm. and then I have Nelson Mandela. <laughs> yes, so. exactly, exactly. And for cast, I just wrote down Meghan Markle because it's it's happening all over again. How do oh, these people not learn worry. from their mistakes? Oh, don't don't you worry, Ma. I, I just I have a little went into that a little and bit. And so I'm just gonna sit back and listen. Well, the first one is just like cast from the movie. So the movie kind of begins and it's the royal painter and he's a black man and, and he's against the modernization of Britain. Um, mm-hmm. he, he makes some comment about how he wants to keep some things the same. And it's just one of those, a good indication of cast is because, yes, here's this black man and you think like, oh, why would he why would he be against modernizing Britain? It's because because he's painting the fucking queen. So the system somehow he struck the lottery and it worked out for him. And you'll see that in cast, how so somebody gets out of the, the crab barrel and they're like, oh no, there's nothing wrong with the system. I made it out. Right. And it's like, motherfucker, you got so fucking lucky. But it's good for you. So, okay, he's painting the queen. So, of course, he's going to say that he is fine with everything. All right. The monarchy. It basically only exists because people believe in it, really. Is this going to be the end? You know, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I will say that it's interesting how 
people have to believe in it. It's also interesting how in the English monarchy that they are also the head of the church. I found an article that noted how um, all of the European uh, countries that have royalty all are related to King George II, who reigned from 1727 to 1760, and he was born in Germany. Yes. Yeah. So you have Britain, the Netherlands, Luxembourg, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Spain, Monaco. They are all distantly related to each other. Mm-hmm. Do you ever see pictures of Nick, uh, Tsar Nicholas II, head of Russia in ni- early 1900s? The, the last one before you the know. last Tsar before the revolution. Okay, um, now I see him. George the fifth or fourth king. Um, no, the uh, um, the king's speech. Yes, yes. No, George before him. Fifth. I the think fourth. in the early nineteen hundreds. Well, they're all like cousins. Kaiser Wilhelm. Yeah, they're all. They like were first cousins. cousins. They were first yeah. cousins. They look exactly alike. All three well, of them. Okay. They have the same outfits. You've yeah. heard of. So, uh, Queen Elizabeth is the House of Windsor. That's not her original name. Mm-mm. They are originally, oh man, freaking spell check. Vamp, ma, I got spell checked wrong. Okay, so yeah, if you see pictures of them, the head of Russia, the head of Germany, the head of England at the time were first cousins. And um, so it, it was yeah. all in the family. So their the original House of Windsor name was the King George V. He replaced this name because their original name was Saxe Co Coburg Coburn, Coburg Gott. Yeah. Yeah, and like that's super German because they were super German. And after World War One, this is Elizabeth's grandfather's King George V. He changed the name to the House of Windsor and named it after the Windsor Castle. Right. And that's why. Remember, I called you, Ma, when I was like, why the fuck does the queen look so much like my German grandmother? And she's American, but of German descent. And they were, and Ma was like, because they're German. And my, my head exploded. I was like, the British monarchy's German? And she's like, yeah, they had to change the name after World War One because it didn't look good for the British. The British people would be like, wait a second. We just fought a war against these Germans. And we're being ruled by the Germans, so they did a little, you know, PR work, and they're like, we're now the House of Windsor. My British people, we are one of you. Because there was so much anti-German sentiment. Yeah, but Queen Victoria was, her mother was German. Queen Victoria's husband, Victoria and... He was German. He was a German prince. Whole bunch of Germans. Yeah. So uh, it okay. So you have all of that, right? So you have the Britain, mm. Netherlands, Luxembourg, Sweden, Norway, Denmark, Spain, Monaco. All these—they're differently related to each other. So they just keep marrying each other. And but we they're know royalty. What happens when that happens? Right. So here's my thing, though. This is why it's in cast. Because if it was about royalty, and you're an empire, and you want to expand your empire. 
where why aren't you expanding and having you know your kings and queens and your princes princesses what about other places that have monarchies saudi arabia kuwait swaziland thailand bhutan tonga japan if it's not about caste why aren't you marrying these other these other uh monarchs huh why why are y'all keeping it within the what I, just this one thing these these little countries that have they all just have this one thing in common why aren't you differentiating the gene pool be, I I guess because white is the supreme ultimately. Oh, let's say white is right. <laughs> I, I was, <laughs> but that's how they. That's what you make it. I have I have no conclusion left to be like this is all about caste. This is all about preserving whiteness. So like, don't tell me that oh people are don't like Meghan Markle because she's an American actress. No, uh -uh. look at the look at that funeral. Look at all those royals who all those royals marry. They didn't they didn't marry anybody from Saudi Arabia. Like there's a there's plenty of royal families around the world, but it's not good enough for the British. And why? And there's your answer. Uh -huh. Now I move to how caste harms white people. Oh, so. I'm not saying that look, I'm team I'm team Megan and I'm team Harry. As long as Harry is team Megan. <laughs> yeah. As long as he didn't crack. But I can see from William's point of view, he's the firstborn, he's the heir, he's part of this machine that he watched kill his mother. Mm -hmm. Made his father miserable. So I'm I'm like, okay, I see that. He sees how like the crown you have to give up your life, and he's born knowing he's gonna be the king, like his father, unlike his grandmother. Um, but at least he has his his brother Harry. So he'll, I could see that from his point of view. He's like, all right, I have to do a whole bunch of this stuff that I don't want to do, but at least I have my brother Harry. He's my guy. But then Harry opts out because Harry can opt out one. Mm -hmm. And Harry also saw what happened to his mom. Mm -hmm. And he's like, why the fuck would I choose to put my wife through the same thing when, oh my gosh, look, I don't have to. Mm -hmm. You do. You were born first. Ha ha. And then I could see how William would feel betrayed by that. I'm not saying that I agree with him, but from an empathy standpoint, if you're looking at things from his point of view, he would be like, yo, what the fuck? Like, yeah, but we're both in this. Like, I am going to be the king, but you still don't have, you still can't opt out. And you know that that was, because that was such a, a wound for Queen Elizabeth that you know she was always like, no, you can't opt out. You can't opt exactly. out. Because exactly. opting out is what killed her father mm -hmm. and what made her queen. But she saw what it did to her father. So look at what this whole system has done look at all of the pain that it has caused mm -hmm. because because y'all just want to keep marrying people who look like y'all and then then you end up with hemophilia you end up with all these things 
that guess what I don't have because I have very diverse genes. So <laughs> I'm just saying. You're welcome. All those 23 and me's come back and they're like none detected, none detected because I have a very vast assortment of genetic material in my bloodstream. So that was my cast. Excellent. I did really talking about Meghan Markle and Diana. Uh, have you seen, did you guys, I'm sure you did, see the side-to-side -side pictures of the outfit that Meghan Markle was wearing to the funeral? Oh. Or one of the days? No. Uh -huh. uh -huh. I mean... I loved, I loved it. It's subtle. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a, I didn't go to psychiatry school. <laughs> Yeah, sure did. <laughs> but uh, just given the age of like what Harry was, and then and knowing what look, we paint Diana to be a saint, but I'm sure she was that no there saint. was a private no. Diana who was. The British were like, if they only saw this, you know, and there was the public Diana. But again, she was 1920. Yes. And and she had some issues. Uh, uh, did they bring people in to help? That oh. was Harry's thing with Megan. Megan yeah. was having a really mm -hmm. hard time adjusting and spoke up. Harry mm -hmm. went to the firm and said, she needs some help. And they said, no help here. We can, we have a stiff upper lip. No. So yeah, you have to deal choice, with it. Yeah. You don't get it have. whether you like it or not. Yeah. He yeah. had to get her out of there. Because he saw what they did to his mother. Exactly. And that's what exactly. I was saying. It's like, I feel like, yes, he would be attracted to, there would be something in Megan that would mm -hmm. probably remind him of, you know, Diana. And mm -hmm. I could see that. Like, not saying they're carbon copies or anything, mm -hmm. but just the warmthness, mm -hmm. the, you know, just the, the joie de vie of life. I don't know. I'm talking out of my ass here, but you know what I'm saying? Well, just look at the, uh, the pictures of the four of them. Um, uh, Prince William, Kate, Harry, and Meghan, when they were looking at all the flowers, I mean, Harry and Meghan were touching each other. It was, this is hard. But they and went so off on that. And yes. then there was white people. Um, I'm sorry. Like, but they were lesser, not lesser royal. They were like Queen Anne's kids who, by the way, Queen, like Princess Anne, is she not an aunt of mine? <laughs> I looked at that, that woman's face. I'm like, I am pretty sure that there is a picture of that woman somewhere in this house. Because my God. <laughs> My that God, nose, she's a that nose. and and yeah. just the the frowny nod, <laughs> smiley, <laughs> yeah, uh, resting people, bitch face. Some people had. I love my grandmas, but I did not have warm, cuddly grandmothers. <laughs> like that's that's. You see the queen. I'm like, yeah, that that goes in for both of them, and how mm. I admire both of them. They both went through shit, and they were like, look, the way I got through this shit was that I just put my head down and I got through it. And y'all can't? What the fuck's wrong with y'all? And that's that generation, honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Keep calm and carry on. Get it done. Okay, any other cast? I don't even have my scorecard up. Just a minute. Okay, so we are to nerd alerts. 
I don't have any. Well, I do have one, but it's a tasty, but it's a nerd alert. Going back to the movie we watched, um, Megan's earrings that she wore at the funeral were um, a, a Queen Elizabeth's pearls with the tiny diamond on top. Oh, She wore those in the, uh, Helen Mirren wore similar ones in this movie, The Queen. Interesting. I have, like, for the year that this movie came out, 2006, so it's just shy of the 10-year anniversary of Diana's death. Um, So in 2006, Russia temporarily cut natural gas shipments to the Ukraine. Just crazy how that happened. Um, And then a bunch of (laughs) catastrophes of human lives lost. Uh, Egyptian passenger ferry MS Al Salam Bochachio 98. It sunk in the Red Sea, killing over a thousand people. Wow. A massive mudslide in the Philippines killed over 1,100 people. Wow. Twitter's launched, <laughs> killing masses. I guess. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> There's an earthquake in Indonesia that killed over 5,000 people. Is this going to be the tsunami, too? I don't think so. Well, I only went up to September, and I believe if the tsunami did happen, it would have happened in December. So this is only up to September. And then NASA sent a probe to Pluto while the International Astronomical Union defined what a planet is. And said, Pluto, Pluto, you're a dwarf planet now. I still don't understand. So it's like, I don't, is it problematic that Pluto isn't a planet, but it's a dwarf planet? Because it's still a planet. Sort of like Harry, right? I mean, he's still a prince, but not anymore, really. So it was just like, and and now I understand because I would hear people say like, Pluto's not a planet. I'm like, when the fuck did that happen? 2006. 2006. Which was also the year I started playing drums. So it makes sense that I didn't know anything about any of these mash casualties that happened in 2006. I was too busy on the one and two and three <laughs> and four. The top, driven- oh, the top five films. Number five was Night at the Museum. Number four was Casino oh, Royale. Yes. Number three was Ice Age, The Meltdown. Number two was The Da Vinci Code. And the number one film of 2006 was Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Is that the second one? It was. Who knows? It was one of them. All about colonizers. Oscars. The nominated people, nominated best films were Best Picture. The Queen. This was nominated for Best Picture. Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, my God. That was so good. <laughs> Letters from oh, Iwo Jima. Babel. And the winner, Best Picture, 2006, The Departed. Oh, okay. So those were my nerd alerts. Christine? I don't have any. I... Not a Surprisingly. So now we are to reheatables. Um, and I have uh, some negatives. Um, 
so they're saying to the queen the the queen is at, at, in Scotland at her favorite place, Balmoral. Balmoral, and which she is where she died. Yeah, it's her favorite place, and the the princes are there, uh, the the children are there, and Charles is there, and um, Philip is there. And remember, she wanted to keep this private because it was just family, and so they're saying, um, "Ma'am, at Buckingham Palace, they can't do the the changing of the guard because of the flowers." And she's not understanding the massive amount of flowers that were put in front of Buckingham Palace. And she goes, well, just move the flowers. I mean, all of those people would, they, okay. Yeah, but that, you could kind of also, like, it's like, yes, that is true. But on the other hand, the way, because she's the queen, the way that they tell her these things is like, oh, they're so flower. They're not exactly saying like, oh, they're, you know, like, they're not really laying it out because they're having to talk to the queen. So I kind of feel like they're missing that person. It was like, look, like people, there's so many flowers. They didn't show everybody. her a picture. Yeah. She they didn't have picture. the internet. Like, here's, this is what's going on. These are the people. These are your people. They're just like, there's a lot of flowers. And she's like, well, then just move them. You know, keep it moving. She's the queen. That's her solution. And then Philip's solution to take care of the boys is take them out. Um, stalking is the is the word for it. Stalking a stag. There is a fourteen point stag out on the their forty thousand acres of property up there, and his thing is let's go kill a stag. That's gonna that's gonna make them feel better. And I mean, but get drink. That what do you expect a colonizer to? <laughs> Hey, colonizer, but, how do you deal with your feelings of grief? <laughs> Murdering something? <laughs> so I related stalking the stag to the way the paparazzi stalked Diana. You're welcome. Now. Oh, that's a good one. Um, the queen in this, it probably didn't happen this way, but, you know, in the fictionalized thing, the queen is out and she, and she loved to go out on the grounds and drive her own little Jeep and with her Hermes scarves on and with the cheap blew her nose in. And um, she was having a moment and she turned around and the stag was really close to her. And then she heard the guns being fired and she's like, go, go, because she wanted the stag to be able to live. She had more compassion for that stag it appeared she had more compassion for that stag than she had for the death of Diane. Well, it's interesting because that stag scene, I read an article from NPR by Elizabeth Blair, and in it, Lynn Gaddis, who's an English professor at Missouri State University, she said that that scene had mythological roots. And she says how the hunter... Acteion, butcher that name, he stumbles across the goddess Armetis, Armeteus, A-R-T-E-M-I-S. I've seen Artemis. That. Yeah, Artemis. While Artemis. she's bathing, and she gets mad and turns him into a stag. Mm. And ah. the name Artemis in, in by the Romans is Diana. 
And so then um, Morgan, Peter Morgan said that the stag represented the entire monarchy and that how stags command the majesticness and that the fact that it was a 14-point stag, it should have clearly had already been killed. Mm -hmm. But because it had 14 points, somehow it managed to escape. And so he took that to mean how the monarchy continues to escape, (laughs) how they shouldn't be allowed to keep uh, being around to have more points. And until... And see, that was, and then, like, spoiler alert, but she goes and sees that the stag was killed. And so it's like, you know, everything ends. But I think that there, that stag scene is always, it's the most famous scene of this film. Uh Because also, the queen is crying, but we don't see her. It's shot from behind. And then I did this, oh, man. So man cry makes me cry. Apparently, queen cry also makes me cry. I went and saw an article of like the few times that the queen has cried in public and man made me cry, right? Just the one tear. I'm like, gosh, it's like the Denzel Washington scene in glory, but it's not because it's very complicated. What's going on? All these things can be true at the same time. Um, Um, (laughs) No, but it was, it was just why, because she's there crying. And then the queen was, you know, she had a very stiff upper lip, but famously in, there have been circumstances where she has, let a tear fall, or she mm-hmm. had, because the queen is still dead. She is she still sure dead. Is. Still in a box. Those okay. were my negatives. Okay. Let me consult my notes. <laughs> you want? Do you want me to go with my negatives? Oh well, no, because I only have one. Yeah. Ugh. The mo- The whole entire thing. I am Team Diana. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. I'm kind of with them of like they're divorced. I don't know if you get divorced. Like if somebody got divorced, I wouldn't like if Adam and I got divorced. Not that that would ever happen. It's never go. Oh my god! But it's the only thing I could think about. You wouldn't publicly mourn me when I died. Well, you probably I, should. I, I would. Well, it depends on the circumstances around But, like, you wouldn't be expected to. Like, but you I took Adam out first, also, maybe not. <laughs> but here's the thing, Teeny, is that she is the mother of the future king of England. That's kind of, like... Yeah. She... Gave yeah, birth to William. They were like, he's well, the you know, king. I don't know. I just am kind of with like, she's not in the family anymore. Sorry. Yeah, but like, I don't think they owed it to her. I think not that they weren't right, but I don't know that they owed it to her, but they owed it to the British people who did adore her. Yeah, the British people adored her, and they owed it to her kids. They owed it to William. Mm-hmm. You know, because they, I mean, Charles does say that he was like, that's the mother of the future king of England. Okay, well, that's and a this, lot of layers. This whole that. thing. Yeah, but that's, but right. that's, and that's why this thing is so fascinating. Yeah. Because the, that, that to me was the thing where she should have kind of like snapped out of it because her whole thing was the, the crowd and the sovereignty. And it's like, yeah, say whatever you want about her. She is the mother of the future king of England. 
Like you can't take that away from her. She doesn't get written off as like, oh, a hussy or whatever. Like she's the mother of the king. And mm-hmm. he's a he was younger than me. He's like a teenager. He was like mm-hmm. 15. Because I was like mm-hmm. 16, 17. So you don't get to just erase that. Like that's the mother. Yeah. And she's okay. a mother. I was gonna say something else. We're talking about funerals. We're not. Is there a time to talk about funerals? Or is whenever right you want to? Cause I will say that funeral had me glued to the TV. I mean, I was getting ready for work. Not the funeral, the procession. Oh, this <laughs> one? Mac two. And the Operation the London Bridge for the is queen. down? Oh, yeah. London Bridge fell down? That's, oh, I have that in my tasty titties. That's what this whole thing has been about. I don't know if you know, I only know about Fergie's London Bridge. Um, <laughs> wow, bring it right back to the beginning of the podcast. Oh, it's about Fergie. Did um, you know that I knew about Fergie from Kids Incorporated? Yeah, that's right. I was a big Kids Incorporated fan. Yes, you were. Not Fergie. I'm like, what? That's not Fergie. She was in Kids Incorporated. I know the real Fergie. But one of the things that bothered me is that when I'm watching it, they kept being like, because I was watching it on CNN, and so, you know, they had, like, the British correspondence, and then they had, like, Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon. They made them wake up early for that one. But... They kept saying, like, we don't have things like this in the United States. I'm like, every celebrity that dies, that happens. Mm-hmm. But it's Celebrities not like- die and they hold, I don't know. We just look at it as celebrity. Yeah, we don't have the queen. But it, but it's, yeah, it's, it's few I mean, it's and different. Yeah. Like Michael Jackson. But when um, President Bryant. Kennedy died it was very much pomp and circumstance oh yeah 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 like kennedy but yeah that's i mean we don't have people wearing real animals did you Mm. see that there are people wearing animals and i colonizers that's what they do that's how they mourn yeah they grieve i also one of the questions that i had that i for myself that i didn't look up is that high up in the ranks mm-hmm. they don't know you're supposed to wear the chin strap under your chin oh no, uh, not, not the british thing. or are oh. we doing it wrong we're doing it wrong because we're americans and we say get the fuck out of here king george and we're good just like on, at the gym tonight we have the new guy who just moved here from there uh. outside of <laughs> He lived in London, and he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to get a cheat sheet for the weights." And I was like, "Oh shit, they don't. Mm-hmm. Some of them have the kilograms on there, but most mm-hmm. of them are just in pounds." I'm like, "We're mm-hmm. the only ding dongs wearing our chin straps under our chin." And mm-hmm. yeah, hey, broken clocks. I mean, the whole. Excuse me, let me use this opportunity to point out again for the, anybody stray listening the whole reason that the United States has this freedom because it went up against that, the monarchy, 
And that ain't cheap. How do you think we paid for that? Because we used people as property. So mm -hmm. the whole founding of America is based off of the black, the backs of black people. Just, you don't really hear it that much. People like to say all these other people had slavery and all of that stuff. But America is America because black people bankrolled the revolutionaries into doing that. So just bringing that, bringing that back up again. People just don't like to talk about that. They like to say, oh, forget it. Why are you so mad about it? Because y'all motherfuckers don't acknowledge it. Why can't, why can't you let that go? I will not let that go until I hear more people talking about it. Are we doing my, my negatives? negatives? Yo, 1990, like this is just an old person's take and this is what happens to everybody. So it's just the, the circle of life. But just how ancient 1997 looks. Like the footage, and it's like I remember that, and it doesn't seem like it's that ancient ago. And then you start getting your fingers out and doing the math, and you're like, "Fuck, that was a long time ago." Like people have no idea about Diana. And then the again, having Diana's death be a private matter. It's just really like she got she got the newspapers. She got the tabloids, but maybe she's just like, oh, the tabloids. Monarchies. Yeah, that's on my negative. Um, old Philip and his old hordes of Zulu comment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Motherfucker. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah. And this was, this was uh, made evident in, in the, again, the queen's still dead. But man, Charles's voice. Oh, it's just that's a tough beat. He's just got a tough accent. Well, she had a her voice was very high. Yeah, but somehow her voice, like, I guess I gave it a pass. I gave it the grandmother pass. She got yeah. a lot of grandmother pass from me. Yeah. Charles's voice is so weird. Yeah, it is. He's got a weird. The way it sounds is weird to me. The way he talks is weird to me. It's just all weird to me. It's weird that he's the king now. It's just weird. It really is. It's I, really it's, weird. Yeah. I really, I, I really, oh man. He's the king. Yeah. See? Yeah. We'll see, yeah. Yeah. We'll see how long whole, that like, lasts. I also, I mean, there's a lot of kings in life. I got to say, I, I see that little Charlotte and I'm just like, man. Why couldn't you have been born first? I mean, no disrespect to to George, but she has to tell him what to do. But she's always just, telling him what to do. I know. It just seems like, and I don't want anything bad to happen to him, of course. But it no, just no, no, seems no, no, no. like, man, would have loved a Queen Charlotte to look forward to. How oh, dare I say? <laughs> the first Queen City was Charlotte. Look at her. Love that TD. Just turning that knife. Oh, and then um, this was in The Crown, but that Aber fan in 1966, this wasn't the Queen's first rodeo and being late to show mourning to her subjects. In 1966, remember in South Wales, there was that, that soil yes. slide? Yes. And yes. it killed 144 people 
116 yeah. of which were children. And it took her eight days to show up. Everybody was like, where's the queen? Where's the queen? So she had kind of been through this whole thing before. And the crown made it out to be like she like dabbed a dry eye. And everybody's like, oh, the queen's so emotional. And that thing that I was talking about, like queen crying, they were they took umbrage with the crown for that scene because they made it seem like that the <laughs> the queen was super cold and they're like no I, like there are reporters who were like no I was there she was visibly upset it wasn't like how the crown made it out to be so take with that what you will but I'm just saying like it, this wasn't the queen's first rodeo in the queen not showing emotion but that- uh, I'm also gonna say and we saw it in this movie The queen only gets her information from the men who give it to her. So so if they're saying, oh, ma'am, you don't need ma'am with rhymes with ham, not marm with rhymes with farm, um, you, uh, you don't have to go there. You don't have to do that. You know, I mean, so there's that as well. She she had made that statement that she had wished that she her education had been better and they I mean not to be like that the crown is factual and actual but it's like what I'm going to before you don't really you know the monarchy isn't really set up to have um outside thinkers and people who are Mm -hmm. exceptionally well educated it's kind of like the United States electorate the dumber we can be the better for the people of power and when you think about the monarchy, you have one symbol of a person in power, but who is feeding them that information? Exactly. It's all of those people, and they, it's in their best interest not to have that person be super intellectual mm-hmm. and like. So now we're to positives, and I like the real footage from the actual events happening, the testimonials mm, of nice. the real people. Mm-hmm. Um, um, the modernizer, Tony Blair, I always liked him and, you know, trying to modernize the monarchy. I'd like that. She liked to drive herself. And I like that she got stuck and had to call somebody to have her pulled out. Um, her love of dogs. Mm. Um, I, I wrote up a Creek without a paddle because she got stuck. Um, at the very end there was uh, talking over the credits that were rolling and it was asking Tony Blair, what do we want to do to what's the, what's your first thing you want to do to help um, the the England. And he said, reduce class size. And I'm very in favor of reducing class size. Oh, yes. I have. Um, when they were talking to Tony Blair and his wife and going through, like, this is how you have, these are the rules and the little shuffle out that they did to not show their back to the queen is funny. Mm-hmm. And then the ending with the corgis. Yes. Just now that. I mean, that woman it. did love a corgi. She did love a corgi. That brought a tear to my eye. 
dog in it at the time. Um, I was leaving work today and I was walking by the, on the train platform and I saw a little dog. It was like a beagle thing. And I looked at it and smiled. And then I walked by and um, the woman, the handler was like, Madison, do you want to say hello? Do you want to say hello, Madison? And I was like, oh, oh, Madison's the dog. And so I was like, well, so, uh, of course I want to say hello to Madison. So I like bent over and started petting it. And I was like, oh, how old is she? And she was like, she's 13 and a half. And then she goes, we worked as a therapy team before COVID. And I was like, damn, I looked so rough that she had to call the dog out of retirement. <laughs> You you need to get her need to stat, Madison. Stat, this woman needs you. Oh. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Did did you have positive serum? I have Balmoral. It just looked awesome. And then I kind of I kind of feel like the queen was like, it's winding down. Take me to Balmoral. <laughs> That's just the way I like to think of it. Who gets to read the diary? The queen, she was writing in a diary. Don't you want it? And it won't become a book. There's too many secrets. But somebody gets to read that because they're going to be excerpts because it's a historical document. Yeah. I would like... Oh, I, I mean, didn't even think of that. Think about that because, like, the whole Queen's reign, Ma, is your life. Like, it, 1952. It, but she was born in, like, 1926. And you just think of all of the the things that she's witnessed and stuff. It's got to be fascinating. Um, Man, the pu- I already mentioned this, but, like, just the public Diana versus the private Diana and how it's, it's all just narrative, narrative, narrative. And everything is just stories that we tell ourselves, like all yeah. of, you know, and how we just are so easy at reducing everything down to this. But, you know, it was so much more complicated. Mm-hmm. It's really easy to be like the royal family is so horrible. But, you know, that there's like multiple sides and looking at it from different people's sides that it's just like, yeah, it's just fascinating. That's that's what I'm fascinated from is because it's really easy to take the swath and be like the queen was bad because she's cold and un- the charge of this machine and stuff and Diana was good but you know there's just nuance and interpersonal dynamics at work um man okay the the queen mother actually getting a preview of her own funeral that she planned out because her funeral's operation Taybridge and so yes. that's what they used yes. with Diana, but they just tweaked it a bit. And you know, you saw the Queen Mother. And I remember that was an Eddie Izzard joke, and I didn't really get it because they were like, the Queen Mum Mum, because this was like in the early 2000s because the Queen Mother died in 2002. Actually, the Queen Mother died in 2002. Princess Margaret, the, the Queen's sister, died in 2002. And didn't Windsor, one of the castles burned. Was it Windsor or Buckingham Palace? And Windsor Windsor. burned. And that was what the queen always referred to as her, uh, the Latin term for horrible year. Anus hoboros or whatever. So you have to think that, like what you were saying earlier, Teeny, Diana died in 97. 
all this happens. And then a couple years later in 2002, she has her most horrible year. And then this movie comes out in 2006. And so people felt really sorry for the queen. So then when this movie came out, there was kind of this reappreciation of the queen, even mm-hmm. more so before the crown of being like, oh, look what all of this, like, what this woman has been through. There's like almost this reappreciation for it. So that's mm-hmm. that's kind of why this movie was made. Um, but yeah, the queen okay. mother... The Queen Mother getting a sneak peek of her own funeral plans. And that's that's one of the things about... So Operation London Bridge is what was going down when the Queen would die. And I was like, when they... When, they, when this whole thing went... I'm like, yo, this thing better come off too Flawlessly. Sweet. Flawlessly. The woman was 96. We've had multiple times to prepare and plan. So I, I thought that, but the queen mother being like, but that's my funeral. <laughs> okay. So that scene, the stag scene that I had referenced before about being mythological and all of that. There are some people who point out that it was unrealistic because they noted that the queen herself was a hunter and that she probably would have shot the stag. So there's just, you know, I just like it because there's all these different, depending on how you yeah. view the queen, you know. Yeah. But I, I, I wouldn't meet my dog. In the crown. What? <laughs> Did you say you wouldn't eat your dog? Yeah. I said I eat meat, but I would, I eat animals, but I wouldn't eat my dog. Right. Oh, yeah. Maybe she just really liked that one. Yeah, I think she liked the. Okay, it was probably it probably never happened anyway. Um, and she's been married to Philip all that time. You know, I look. I've never been married, but I could just only imagine that if you've been married for that long, that there would be a piece of you that your husband's out there chasing the stag, and you come across the stag, you'd be like, "Get out of here! I don't get out of here. I don't want him to have it. I mean, call him about the Zulus. Get out of here. You know." In The Crown, it showed when Diana was first, like, being around the royal family. They took her to, I think, Balmoral. And she was with Philip. And she was able to help him actually um, kill a a deer or something. Philip really liked Diana in the beginning. Because he liked her. He liked her joie de vie. He liked her lust for life. He liked the thing that would be the bane of the royal family's existence. Oh, man. The Queen's Walk. <laughs> Helen Mirren nailed the Queen's Walk. That woman did not have an elegant walk. And no. I think that's one of the things that I really liked about the Queen was her walk. It was not a supermodel-y it lady walk. It was a, a walk of a lady who does work. Um, some, some sturdy ankles there. Yeah. The... Just also just the queen as the queen. I've alluded to it. Great origin story. I, I like that she did her best as as a firstborn. I sort of have I have that empathy of like, here you go. Now you have to do duty above everything else. Like you have here's your task. And I sort of feel like if I was born in that situation, I would have just gone about it. Would I? 
Would I have been the best mother? No. My whole goal would have been on the crown, mm -hmm. and I would have I would have done the same thing. Diana died. Oh, yes. And then I would have been, it's a private matter. Spencer will take care of it. Like, I completely would, like, I understand just where the queen's coming from. Not that it's the right thing or whatever, but it's, and then I would have, but it's so against her, but I would have loved her to have burned it all down behind her. Like, as she went out to just be like, this is it. But she wouldn't because of her origin story and what exactly. it did to her father. There's no way that she could have. But I would have loved the like final heel turn of like, that's it. The crown's done. I'm the last one. It ends with Elizabeth too. Peace out, everybody. Britons, y'all are on your own. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> and then like that would have just been great. But it couldn't because she drank the Kool-Aid. She saw what it did to her father. Her father died in his 50s. Mm -hmm. He was the king during World War II, had to give a speech. That shit killed him. And, you know, her personality was such that she lived to be 96. So you can take with it what you will. By all accounts, her father was referred to as Birdie. He seemed a very warm and loving fatherly man. And she lived to be 96. So she was able to weather the monarchy Maybe not the most motherly, nurturing uh, mother. At least to, at least to Charles, and I'll throw an Andrew into there. I think I think Princess Anne and Edward. Andrew is the one that was involved with Epstein. Mm. Yeah. Right. Yeah, he Anne wasn't was... able to wear a royal uh, uh, mm -hmm. military uniform. He brought. Great oh, really? shame to the family. <gasps> yeah. Oh, there's a lot with Andrew that. And what he did he wear? Animal skin? No. No, he wore, he wore just a suit. Yeah. He's the one that was married to Fergie. They got divorced, and then he was with Epstein. And there's a lot that's probably gonna come out with that because mm -hmm. that broke the Queen's heart. Like the Queen was probably killed the Queen, although she was 96. So you know, just saying. Um, also, the fact that she was a mechanic during the war, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she had her bona fides. Um, I liked how they mentioned it in the movie with Tony Blair and like his wife is like, she just reminds you of your mother. And like I, I mentioned that before time. That's how a lot of your Western European women of that mm -hmm. age and lived through the war were. You know, it wasn't, and and she reminded a lot of people. So a lot of times, you know, she, it's the broken clock is right twice a week. Like with misogyny, as far as like that goes, and her being the queen and stuff, she did get a bit of a pass. And as she got older and became grandmotherly, and people rem like me got reminded of their grandmother in that mm -hmm. time. And so there was a lot that she got. You know, that kings aren't going to get that pass, uh -huh. you know, and we have nothing but kings for a while. And my final good reheatable, it has to do with um, the daughter of Harry and Meghan Markle. Either way, I love this because you could look at it as two different ways. We'll never know the truth. Isn't she named Lil Bet? And that's 
the childhood nickname of Queen Elizabeth. Yes. So I've always had this feeling that I think that Harry, I think that Queen Elizabeth, like, I don't know, but just my feeling is that Queen Elizabeth loved Harry because Harry was like the young roustabout and that Harry reminded her of Margaret, her youngest, right. her, exactly. um, you know, her sister and just that it, Margaret would have been a train wreck as a queen. And so that's, it's just hilarious. And so that, she always liked that and always liked that and appreciated that in Harry. And so I feel, and this is, again, this is just what I want to feel on one hand is that the queen liked Meghan Markle and that they knew the, like the relationship that they had. And so she married, she was like, all right, my daughter's going to be named a little bit after her grandmother's name. Or it's the pettiest move ever by Meghan Markle. And I so salute it. They're like, you don't give a fuck about me and you were mad that I'm in this family bringing my dark skin. And Meghan Markle is, she's lighter than I am. Yes, yeah, she's very light. And I'm light skin. And so, like, oh, that's too dark for you? All right. Well, now my daughter is going to be named your pet name. Either way, if it's the pettiest of the petty or it's of the affection, <laughs> either way, I love it. Well done. I feel like uh, I feel like Harry really loved his grandma, and and I feel like it was uh, Harry that wanted that. Okay, where to quotables? Um, I have this quote from Tony Blair. You might not be allowed to vote, ma'am, but it is your government. Mm -hmm. She may vote though. She is allowed to vote. She just didn't ever vote. Oh. <laughs> So and sad. then um, <laughs> Margaret saying, oh, great. Diana's going to be more annoying dead than she was alive. Oh, Margaret's I mean, great. just keep, yeah, just keep <laughs> yeah, throwing but, those. Dogs. But also it's Margaret. So you have to, to take, do you have to take that with like, Margaret's a bit of a train wreck herself. So yes, yes. probably <laughs> had hilarious. had quite a lot of gin at that point. Mm -hmm. I always believed the press would kill her in the end. And this might be the quote of the episode. Oh, the problem will come when you leave. Yes. Yeah, that's this is the one I have. The mm -hmm. Queen Mother dropping it. Mm -hmm. oh, Those yeah. are my. I just had when they said, when people come to reassess your legacy, they won't remember those few days. That's wrong. Wrong, wrong, wrong. <laughs> exactly. Wrong. Exactly. They brought it up a bunch of times. Yeah. But, but it happened so long, and she was able, that was the thing about the queen, though. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, she, she was recovered. able to recover, and that's why, like, the funerals and stuff, they would bring it up, but it was, it was always spun to, like, I mean, that's, that's, that's a queen right there doing queen mm -hmm. things. Mm-hmm. I have, where do they find these people? And I'm like, these are the people who make the backbone of the empire. These are the colonizers. Drink TV. Um, oh, I have this in my year end quotes because I laughed so hard at this. It's when she's in the Land Rover driving and it's her and Charles. And Charles is like, why do they hate us? And she looks at him and she's like, 
not us. (laughs) (laughs) They hate you, motherfucker. Exactly. They love me. Um, this is my Aaron notes because I don't know who put it in here, but she's quote the rest of the world thinks you're nuts. I mean, that could be anyone. It could have been. Could just be Britain for having a monarchy, but hey. Um, and then I have like the problem will come when you leave. Queen Mother just Kobe shooting from beyond the arc, and then when she says duty first, self second, Mm -hmm. that's all you need to know. Mm -hmm. All you need to know. She took that shit serious, super serious, good and bad. She just took it super serious. So we are to LVP, and mine is the firm, the establishment that that even forced Charles to marry Diana, and um, that that for that it needs to modernize a bit. If it's going to hang around, it does need to modernize a bit. Well, what do you mean by modernize, Mike? Like, do the protocols know? have to be so rigid? I, I don't know. It, but it's getting that gets into that whole thing about money, and it doesn't need to. It's like, well, what are you protecting, and what are you? That's what. That's basically what I was asking in cast, because, yeah. like, there have been other monarchies and all that. If you if you really want to keep this whole thing going and and be modern and more accepting, like. The sun didn't set on the British Empire, so you couldn't find other people in other places. Like, no, nobody, I, I know this is, like, complicated because, again, it gets into the colonization of different places. But, like, you know, you have, you, like, uh, ruled over India, and there was never a time where you're like, oh, this high Indian person is going to marry this person. You know, like, you never thought to diversify. Yeah. No, they didn't. Why? Cast. Color of skin. Yeah. White supremacy. Mm-hmm. Call it what it is. My LVP. You gotta come on a little journey. We're gonna start with Beanie Babies scam. The Beanie Baby scam. Because I was a huge Beanie Baby connoisseur. Oh. Oh wow. One year for Christmas, my entire Christmas present, my cousin and I. My grandparents got us each just a giant basket full of Beanie Babies. Oh my gosh. And my other, my boy cousin was so mad. He went like, it looks the biggest drama ever. And he went and calculated, cause you know, you knew how much Beanie Baby was like 575 or something. So you know, and calculated how much they all cost and to see if they spent the same amount on his presents. Yeah, just move. Anyway. Wow. So, of course, I had to have Princess Diana, Beanie Baby. Um, Not because I had any idea what Princess Diana, like, I was 10. But she was 10. I know. (laughs) Yeah, I was 10. But I needed that Beanie Baby because it was rare. It was going to be rare. And it was going to be worth something. And there's an article on vice.com called investigating the fake eBay market for the $25,000 Beanie Babies. 
Wow. And that was all everybody kept saying. You've got to keep these in mint condition. you got to keep yep. the tags on them. Yeah, the they're not going to be worth anything. They're going to be worth something one day. And this article just goes on to talk about how, I mean, if you go on eBay now, there's like rare Beanie Babies for sale for like $14,000, $25,000. But if you look, it looks like it'll say like the last price sold. But if there's a line, like some of them have a line mark through them, meaning that that doesn't mean they sold for that. That was, they were listed for that. Right. Or some of them have fake buyers buy them once for that. Like maybe it's their friend or something. Buy them for that. Um, and like seemingly on June 30th, Princess Diana Beanie Baby sold for $25,000. Iggy the Iguana, $15,000. Gobbles the Turkey, $14,888. None of it's real. Uh, but they, and there's two parts to this. One of, one is that adults created the whole Beanie Baby thing. It wasn't anything to do with kids. It was just adults being like, I'm going to be able to sell this for $300, $500. And I think at the time they were selling for like hundreds of dollars on eBay. So I was like, probably, I don't know when eBay was started, but couldn't have been that much earlier than the nineties. Yeah. It was the late nineties because Rosie O'Donnell's talking about eBay. So that, that's around the mm. same time. Yeah, that's right. Um, but in reality, most of them are um, worth one to three dollars. And yeah. in June, this is June 22nd, 2021. There are more than 5,500 Princess Diana Beanie Babies listed for sale or auction on eBay. And that was, and then as of this writing, there are almost 7,000 listings for the Princess wow. Diana Beanie Baby. Um, and this was written. Well, they, in they weren't scarce. They were. No. So then they also go on to say that, like, there was this whole teaser when Princess Diana died, there was this whole teaser of, like, there's going to be, um, uh, there's going to be a rare Beanie Baby coming. Uh, this is the early days of the internet. Websites sprang up overnight. People sold beanies on eBay and local news covered the phenomenon. Then Princess Diana died and the maker of Beanie Babies announced it would release a commemorative bear honoring the late Duchess of Wales and donate the proceeds to charity. People just thought that they would be limited edition and that was never the case. That was a misunderstanding. And then it got crazy because they put out what they had and they sold out. So then it created this like illusion that there was a shortage of them, but they never intended it for it to be just that. They were just like, oh shit, we sold out way too fast. Now we have to mass produce more. Yeah. Um, it's kind of similar to the candle in the wind. You heard the song and you're like, oh man, Elton John, just look at him. He just came up with this candle in the wind for Princess Diana. And then you come to find out that he wrote that for Marilyn Monroe and just remixed the lyrics. Yeah. It's just like, well, and that brings me to my ultimate LVP of caring so much about another fucking family. Yeah. Like, 
sorry yeah. like they like literally changed the way people live mm-hmm. we're not even in that country that's true yeah. we we um used the <laughs> other black people to finance our freedom from them yeah. and then we just never gave black people what they were given so we like in effect carried on the colonizer way mm-hmm. in a yeah. really fucked up way but I still have that beanie baby, so. It's crazy, because we don't have that beanie baby. I have- And I won't let them get rid of any of my beanie babies, and I'm sure she has, but. Oh, you have, you probably have so many. I have under five. I have like a graduation Oh, I one. had hun- at least 150. I have an Irish one named Aaron. Mm-hmm. I have Aaron. I have a Mario the Dragon one from Drexel. Mm-hmm. That's not, doesn't and seem I, real. That doesn't seem official. It's not a real beanie. I, I was only interested if they had the tie tag on them. So. I have a zebra one. Oh, I have that one too. I texted <laughs> I texted my mom and said, do you still have my beanie babies? And she just sent back, dad says we do. That doesn't seem reassuring. Well, I hope your mom's not like my mom and has the nickname the what's your nickname? Like if you leave it on the counter, it gets thrown away. Those are the rules of the Bush household. <laughs> well, it's a really great nickname there. If only. Well, so my LVP, I have I just have my LVP. I didn't know. I just went with Philip. I didn't I don't like Philip's vibe. I didn't like his little Zulu comment. I don't like him taking the boys. With loaded guns while they're grieving their mother's death. I just, I was just like, just Philip. Philip, Philip, Philip. I put all, I choose to have a, a nice look at the queen, which say what you will. I understand if you don't. And all of my animosity about the colonization and colonizers, I pin on Philip. That's how I get by. Outstanding. So we are two MVPs. And my runner up, is Tony Blair. But my oh. real MVP is the British people who forced uh, um, the Queen to actually come back and and um, give some uh, props to Diana, to, to them for their outpouring of grief for Diana. You know what? You're right, Ma. I'm, I'm changing mine to... You're right. Because it's the British people, because the whole reason that they even have a monarchy or a system is because the British people continue to believe in it. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. So I'll just like just here. I my honorable mention is Diana, because we don't have this movie without her. But like you say, the real MVP of this MVP and LVP would be the British people. Uh-huh, it's up to the uh-huh. British people. So, teeny? Well, my MVP is Princess Diana. Mm. Because I mm. liked her. I did Now I do. If not anything else for just the um, bike shorts and double XL uh-huh. or oversized sweatshirt look, crew neck sweatshirt. It's not the like. I do think she might... If she were around now, I think she might have some feelings about her hair. Um, oh, yes. Her hairstyle. But who Mother, didn't? 
Mother, you were around. We all did. Uh, I, yeah, you had the same one. Uh, yeah. Too. We all had. But she did a lot of good as far as. Oh, um, she's just hugging well, on little, little black children with AIDS. Just well, hugging one on of them. the things that when she was a child, she was taken, she was in like a school and she was taken to a mental institution. Not for her, but like as the school was. Right. And they said that she was just like a natural, like she naturally like got down and like on the level of other people. Exactly. And... She did a huge amount for people with AIDS. She oh, so was before, the first person yeah. who touched them. Because yeah. people would be like, oh, you can't, like people wouldn't touch kids and stuff. And you know, with the, the and she was just hugging on him and stuff. Because as someone who had surgery in the late 80s and was kind of like, ah, let's see if I make it to 18, just quietly in my mind. Um, yeah, that shit was real. Like of the oh do you, you know, there would be like Ryan White, he went in to have an operation, and it was in the 80s before they tested for HIV and I had surgery before they were testing for uh -huh. HIV. So when the nineties came around and I did the math, I was like, well, let's see how this goes. <laughs> and hopefully, so when I got a cold and I was 18, very tense, <laughs> I, was, I was a very stressful little kid. I'm like, this is it. This is the AIDS. It's got me. But it was nice seeing because it was, you know, I mean, Ronald Reagan wasn't saying shit about it. It was, you know, that's a gay people's disease. And you mm -hmm. would have Princess Diana and it's like just, you know, black bodies, young mm -hmm. black children and stuff and just hugging them. Same thing with landmines. Just mm -hmm. she's walking out in landmine fields and they're like, oh, if you're concerned about me. And I might get blown up. Why aren't you concerned about these little black children getting blown up? Right. You know? Right. So that's exactly. it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I did not do a recasting. I did a recasting because I believe in November, November 9th, I believe, The Crown season five. Yes. So we have the, I just did my recasting going, huh? is the crown. Oh, we're still oh, okay. going. This is, this is this part of the, like the crown. See, we've caught up to the part that we yeah. have all been waiting for. This is it. This is, this is the war. This is the war between Diana and Charles. It's happening. Season five. We have the queen is Imelda Staunton. Mm -hmm. Prince Philip is Jonathan Price. Margaret is Leslie Manville. Charles is Dominic West. Yes. And Princess Diana is Elizabeth Debicki. Is it the same one that was there before? No, was Elizabeth Debicki, the the one who is in the um oh she was in Tenant. She's really tall. She was in Widows. She's a really tall British actress. Oh, okay. And I saw the the like teaser for season five, and it's spot on. I can't wait. Oh wow! Okay. So that's what this this is this the upcoming season is about. They've already been married. 
and now it's about the war. Mm. Buckle up. Okay, so we're to tasties. Erin, did you notice the visual contrast uh, in the in the film between when they showed the royals and when they showed Tony Blair? At I home? didn't pick up on it, but I know what you're speaking of. Yes. So when they showed the royals, they used 35 millimeter film mm -hmm. to make it like crisper. Well, 35 millimeters, the standard uh, big uh, like Hollywood film, it's mm -hmm. a bigger square if you're because we're th talking about film and stuff uh, as opposed to 16 millimeter where it's smaller and 16 millimeter tends to be grainier. So it made right. sense then that it would be like this nice prestige. And then when they were at home with the Blairs, they would be grittier. Yes. I thought that was interesting. Mm -hmm. Cabbage was actually a term of endearment Philip used for uh, Queen Elizabeth. Cabbage. I mean, they they loved each other by all accounts. They did. He got yeah. super lucky with that. Where you know? he still had his affairs, allegedly, but um, you know she did what you were supposed to do and just ignore it. Um, she was a touch OCD. They showed it with uh, Helen Mirren with the pens, having to have the pens oh, arranged. Yeah. I could see that because it's control. And she, even though she's the queen, you think she has all the control in the world, but yeah, I bet had, there's a lot that she had no control over. Exactly. All those protocols and such. Mm -hmm. um, Helen Mirren's performance was praised by the queen and she was invited to dinner, but mm -hmm. she was working on something else and couldn't go. Said, I'm busy. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta be nude. I'm hell. Have you? That reminds me of Paris Hilton. Um, was invited to DJ at the White House, like the White House correspondent dinner or something. Well, wait, who was the president? This was recently. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, no, yeah. yeah, no, this was in the past. This was recently in the past year, um, and she turned it down because she had to go to Britney Spears wedding you know hey she hey, was like I'm not gonna be she was like now see what you will people have really bad things to say about Paris Hilton but she's a bad bitch and she's done a lot to she just in, um made a law or something she just did some she's been in the supreme court yeah she, yeah <laughs> she didn't make a law she's also been uh the n-word's flown out of her mouth quite freely oh. but but well, all things part. can be true okay Recent, uh, just, well maybe just change i'm not because i'm of that generation i i appreciate the reappreciation of paris hilton and all that she went through but she did not make my life very easy as a 20 year old woman in mm. this world so well, I don't know that side of her. I only know about her going and doing. She's not dumb, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. Yeah. No. She's not dumb. She does. She. She also has needs to. She. She said some things, and it's been out there, and she hasn't really. Oh uh, well. Let's yeah. move past that. I don't know anything about her. Um. Then. But. <laughs> I'll go do my research. Um. And throw away all my no, but it, but it's, the same. It's, a, it's, it's like with the queen, like, like you can, there are good things to no, yeah. yeah. I just think people 
tend to be like that dumb bitch, whatever. Yeah, and I kind of tend to be on there, but I am I am in this me too opening up and being like maybe have more empathy and see where she's coming from because I will freely admit in the early 2000s I was not a fan of that woman. Oh yeah. Well, I was a really big fan in the early 2000s. Um they yeah, I think they were like locked up in boxes and shit. That's that's really- <laughs> I, No, like these people were oh, like yeah. <laughs> really abused um not that that negates anything i just don't know that side of the story what was i saying um did she got a like a court supreme court oh what no well they were or a law invited to dj dj uh and she was like no and i did appreciate that she was like well i'm not gonna be the one that leaves the wedding in the middle of the wedding to be like go get on a private jet I feel like uh, a, lot, a lot of famous people think of that. Yeah. Alrighty then. Um, this uh the corgis in this mm-hmm. film were the first um dogs to win the Fido Award, which is for dogs in movies. It oh. was it was the first Fido Award, and they won the first Fido Award. I mean, they didn't really do much. I don't know that I can agree with that being. Like, have they seen Lassie? I know, but that's the thing with, look. It wasn't around. They had to create an award for them. Shout out to Teddy. Teddy's a corgi. But that's the thing that I've noticed with the corgis is that I think that they get by a lot with their corginess, you know? Yeah. Like, I mean, they're just, cute. just because of how they look and just go, you're just like, oh, you're... You get by a lot on your corginess. Which, no disrespect to it, I'm just saying, like... It's, you know, it is it's what it butt. is. It's that corgi butt. Yeah. It's the whole thing the of their whole, cute. like, body. And they have their little legs, but then they have their, like, big little heads. And they have their little, their big butt. It's It works for them. I'm like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, Actually, Tony Blair was not the one who came up with the term people's princess. It was a BBC correspondent who first used that. But, and then Tony Blair picked up on it. But then I've heard that it was, no, it actually was Tony Blair. You know oh. that everybody is saying that they came up with the People's Princess. I think I did. Good. Yeah, I, I think know you I did. did. Yeah. You're like, you're crying and she, you're like, she was the People's Princess. That scarf that she was that she was crying into and blew her nose into, it was a $950 Hermes scarf. But the people pay for it it's fine so i have here uh queen elizabeth ii um okay the mother of czar nicholas ii was the elder sister of the queen's great grandmother queen alexandra the last tsarina of russia was the first cousin to the second removed of philip so it was all they were all inter they're all related because they got to keep that whiteness white. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and so Philip was part German, born in Greece. And so, yeah. Yeah, they were like, they were related. Elizabeth and Philip. That's what you were saying, right? Yeah. Basically, like, they're related. Philip and Elizabeth. And, it, it, and they're all German. They're all related and they're all German. In some way. Those were my tasties. 
I believe it. And you wonder why I have such an affinity for <laughs> the royal family. Because, I, Ma, who, who, what are your parents' last names? Both of them. And they both came from the same area. Yeah. Too, so you know that there was Weber. some inter... It's just, Weber is a it's very... Weber and Weber. It was a very common name. It is a Germany. very common name. And you have both of them. <laughs> like Jones or Smith. Why, that's why you knew that you had to go out and diversify the gene pool of your children. That's what I did. That's what You're you welcome. did. You're welcome. Uh-huh. I have uh, Tasty Titties. Okay, so Republicanism in the UK. When somebody is a Republican in the UK, that means that they want to replace the monarchy with a republic. Oh. It's a particular form of government that doesn't have a monarch as its head of state. And the director, Stephen Frears, is a Republican. Oh. Then you have a commonwealth. Because I was looking it up because I was like, man, I know that California is a republic. I know Virginia is a commonwealth. A commonwealth is an independent state created for common good that includes various forms of government, such as republics, constitutional monarchies, federations, and confederations. Mm. So that's like a commonwealth. Mm-hmm. What the British have, well, so then you have a constitutional monarchy, which is a democratic government with a constitution and a monarch who is the non-party political head of state within the limits of the constitution written and unwritten, mm. a sovereign, this is how it's uh, basically simplified, a sovereign who reigns but doesn't rule. And that's kind of what Elizabeth was, who reigns but didn't rule. But then it was very interesting because you'll notice how they had the votes, Blair won, and then he goes, and then the queen has to say, Will you form a government in my name? Uh-huh. And it's just the the rule is that, all right, I'm going to go with whoever the, like, basically she says, I'm going to go with whoever the people want because that's the agreement that we've made so that we can remain, basically so that we can remain in power. That's how that uh-huh. thing goes. Uh-huh. Which I thought it was just fascinating. So the British constitutional um, monarchy is that the commander-in-chief of the British Armed Forces is the, is the monarch. So she was... Oh. And now it's Charles is the commander-in-chief of the British Armed Forces with powers limited to nonpartisan functions such as appointing the prime minister and bestowing honors. So it's, mm. it's just really... Like, that's the whole thing with them and that you see with it is that, oh, no, she's just a figurative head of state and it really isn't anything. But that's not true. Really. You know, it's like they have they have these separations and, and whatnot, but... And then Tony Blair was in the Labor Party and that was kind of... The Labor Party was um, center-left alliance between local Democrats, Democratic Socialists, and trade unionists. So it was kind of in step. He was kind of like Bill Clinton, I would say. Okay. You know, of, of 
He's to the left, but he's more center left. Uh-huh. So he's not completely left. And that was what everybody was like, oh, it's a new thing. And he was young and stuff. Um, Helen Mirren played Elizabeth I in a TV series in 2005. And then she played Elizabeth II. So that was interesting. And Michael Sheen played Tony Blair in 2003 in The Deal. And then he reprised playing Tony Blair in 2010, The Special Relationship. This film was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Original Screenplay, Best Costume Design, and Best Original Score. And Best Actress. And Helen Mirren won Best Actress. And she was nominated with Penelope Cruz, Judi Dench, Kate Winslet, and Meryl Streep. And she won. Winslet, how'd she beat her? She's Helen Mirren. She's Dame Helen Mirren. I thought this was interesting because you know that I'm big into the the crown and I'm also a big Olivia Coleman fan. And also Olivia Coleman has a certain face that she gives where she looks a lot like our little dog Mac. Not our little dog, but like TD's little dog Mac. Um, she just has these this face and but it was interesting because the real queen, she really did have blue eyes. And Olivia Coleman is famous for her brown eyes. Brown eyes, right. And so they were like, that was a big thing, apparently, when she was going to play the queen. And they were like, how are you going to put in contacts? And Olivia Coleman said that she had, quote, very strong eyelids. <laughs> and so <laughs> she was unable to wear contacts to make her eyes oh my God. blue. And that's why... Like Olivia Coleman as the queen just is out there with her brown eyes being the queen because she has I'm like I got really strong eyelids oh well I thought that was fascinating because I'm like wait a second I thought the because when you look at the queen 2006 this movie poster you just see her blue eyes and I think Camilla made a statement about how like beautifully blue that the queen's eyes were. And so I was just like, oh, and my grandmother had blue eyes. So I'm like, oh, interesting. And then I see, I'm like, but wait a second. As somebody with shark eyes myself, I am always <laughs> on the, like, wait, but she, uh, huh? Hmm. Um, okay. Operation London Bridge, teeny. That was the phrase the code word for when the queen died it was the code phrase was london bridge is down and that meant that the queen they've been, they've been trying to say that for years yeah so the plan had come in and like then they, fergie just turned it into a sexy thing well fergie is not british <laughs> that fergie so who knows but the whole London Bridge, Operation London Bridge, that came up in the 60s, which I thought that maybe they would have like... she's been trying to die for a long time. <laughs> but they need to have it in place. Yeah. And yeah. that's why I bring up the 60s, because I would have thought that, like, she came into power in 52, like, I don't know, maybe, like, during the war, they would have had something in place. Like, as soon as her father was the king, it was like, alright, what happens? Yeah. Like, we need London Bridge, but... Apparently, they were too busy keeping calm and carrying on that they couldn't really, uh, couldn't. So, anyway, it was in the 60s and it was revised like every year, three times a year. 
So you know, like, that was why I was like, this better be a well-oiled machine. This woman is 96. Everything must know. But did you know that Operation Unicorn was if she died in Scotland and that's what happened? So they had all of, they had Operation London Bridge was the queen is dead. But then it was, they had all these other operations of, well, what happens if she died outside of the UK? Mm. What happens if she died in Scotland and all of that? So they, so Operation Unicorn was if she died in Scotland. So they had, they were like, boom, boom, boom. She was going to be put on a train, but they were, they put the kibosh on that because security concerns. Bridge might fall. Exactly. They were like, oh, it's a train. That's a, they've been watching a lot of, 007 and they're like mm, that's a security threat put her on a plane so they had all of that um, saw what happened in that one movie we watched yes in the one mm-hmm. the Remember? lady vanished yeah yes exactly then the queen can you imagine the queen maybe they vanished? listened to our podcast I, I think they did they but also it was like like I, I'm pretty sure like just I think once she it's you know, there's there's a there's definitely a threshold in where they're like any day now, and we are ready. I think when so she ready. got COVID, well, once Philip, Wait, she got COVID. Didn't she have COVID? Yeah, yeah like a year or two COVID. ago. She had COVID and like when it was like trendy to have it. Yeah. Right, and of course, and once Philip died, and then she got COVID. Oh, that was so sad when she was just sitting there alone. Or Philip. I don't and I know. Like, it kind of felt like that's probably what she wanted. She didn't the want all those shows around. Yeah, she was like, it's a private affair. He's not a royal. He's not a sovereign. And Philip is like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I tried so hard. Unbelievable. <laughs> so, and th- this film had a budget of $15 million and it made $56.4 million. All right, mm, then. That is a net profit. Mm-hmm. It is. So. Well, you're welcome, Teeny. Thank you. <laughs> I didn't hate it. I actually enjoyed it. Excellent. I I, I did too. Yeah. Um, and so that's been the Queen. What are we doing next week? I forgot to read the one note that I wrote down. Oh. Oh, yes. oh I wrote down two, three. Two things I didn't say. We don't need to get into this. I'll do my research. I wrote, Tony Blair, what the fuck does the prime minister do? Okay. (laughs) One of these days I'll learn. And then, Charles never wanted a lover. He wanted a mother. Yeah. Oh, she dropped the mic. Wow. And that's true. Yeah. It's true. Mm-hmm. With that being said, <clears throat> next week, is there time for that? Or Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't think we're going to be in England. Okay. But we're going to be adjacent. Okay. Oh, England adjacent. Like, like, I'm not sure how it all works out. Okay. <laughs> um, but 
Nerd alerts. I mean, the year that this movie came out is 2001. Okay. So... <laughs> Very rough year. That. It's kind of a rough year. Oh, what um, happened? Nothing. <laughs> not a lot. Um, I don't know when. I don't know what month. So we might not get there. I don't know. Okay. Uh, what else am I gonna tell you about this? But you said it was not Europe, but Europe adjacent in two thousand one. Like, there's something. Like it's a different time period. We're we're like going back in time. We are not going back in time. We are. We're going. We are are going back in time. Are we? Are we hobbiting? We're not going to a mythical land. Okay. Okay. I don't think so. I think this is mostly real. I mean, probably a fake story. Two thousand. But who's to tell? I know. I should. uh, If I tell you the actor, you'll guess it. Ah. 2001. I'm in my film bag. My film bag right here. So, man. It's rated, rated PG-13. Um, One of the main actors is dead. Probably a couple of them. I'm not sure. One of the main actors is dead. It's 2001. We're going English speak, like English accents. They're going to have accents. I English like that. accents. Um, you mentioned something about, you mentioned a word that made me pick this movie, even though it had nothing to do with this movie, I don't think. Lock, stock, and two smoking barrels. Never heard of that. <laughs> I think that was 99. Oh, it didn't come out until 2002, huh? But it says oh, 2001. Yeah. But it's British, so it could have come out earlier in Britain and then later. I don't know if it's actually a British film. Oh, but it's English accents? It netted $56.1 million. Is Eddie Izzard in it? Not that I know of. Uh, shit, what else am I going to tell you? Like, what's to... it kind of about? Um, Like medieval times? A Knight's Tale? Yeah. Oh, I like <laughs> the Knight's Tale. I, knew I don't know if I've ever seen a Knight's Tale. I thought, I don't know. It only has 59% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 79% audience score. Yeah. What made you decide Julia Stiles, right? Julia Stiles? Yeah. <sighs> Oh, she said it. I remember that it's the Queen. We will rock you. Was the in the trailer? Is it Julia Stiles? No, Julia Stiles isn't in this. Kate, Laura Fraser. Oh, okay. Wait, who's in this? IMDb. I. It's, it's definitely Heath Ledger. I Definitely need pleasure, but we will rock you. It had like a a modern. Yeah, I think it has like modern music in it. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah, because it was very heavily. Uh, it was very heavily marketed to. It's so funny, like looking back on it. It, at the time, it was marketed to me, but 
I was 40 when I was 21, so I felt like it was marketed beneath me. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's for the kids. Even and though- I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I don't remember much about it, except uh, Keith Ledger was adorable in it. And it I don't medieval. remember seeing it. I think I saw it. I, I know that it like I know out. I, I 100% know I saw it I remember getting it from like Hollywood video oh renting yeah it. I wonder oh well, I was I was in college so I wonder if Evan made me go see it oh okay and I just was like all in for the pretzel <laughs> nuggets of the Riverside AMC I was just like yeah I'll go see. I don't care I like those pretzel nuggets and the cheese sauce so <laughs> That could be what I remember. Peasant-born William Thatcher begins a quest to change his stars when the heart of an exceedingly fair maiden and rock his medieval world. It could, it's probably going to be terrible. Oh, this but, is oh you fun. asked what made me choose it. Somebody yeah. said something about the white knight. Oh, oh yes. Were you talking yes. about N-I-G-H-T? No, white N-I-G-H-T. Oh, yeah. No, White Knights is the film. It stars Mikhail Baryshnikov and Gregory Hines. And I just know Mikhail Baryshnikov is a um was a male ballerina. And I apparently Helen oh, Mirren was like in nighttime? it. Like nighttime. Yeah, it was like, like, like nighttime. Yeah, White N I G H T. I don't know. Oh, was, I thought you were talking. I thought I heard. I just assumed White Knight and I G H T. And I said. That's literally when it clicked of, oh, fuck, Netflix my week. Mm, and I like this. Night, 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 different kind. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun. That's I, where we're going, okay? We're going to do yeah, something silly. I like it. Hey, yeah. I mean, I picked the queen, and, and you, you weren't into it, and then it, it, it We're sticking with out. royalty, or knights royal? Yeah, yeah. it's the same thing. Look at me. I love the royal family. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to mention, depending on what year it is. And then I think it was, sorry. I think it was in my brain because one of the clues in the crossword puzzle today was what you call a knight, sir. Mm. See? Mm -hmm. Yes. It's all working out. It all ties in. It's all wonderful. Bravo. Bravo. Well, listeners, we hope you enjoyed this Gone with the Bushes after dark. And next week we might be in the daylight and we might be at night time. No, you don't. And so, well, there you go, listeners. Bye.